0: Hello and welcome to Opening the Gates to More Listings for Estate Agents with me, Simon Gates. I'm delighted to be joined today by Mr Alex Moisey. Alex, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much, Andrew. I'm joking, Simon. <laughs> Why winded you up. Why did you up. <laughs> uh, Why- the moment you said that, I was like,
1: I wish I you know. see your face at that moment, <laughs> like, like and you froze, as like, stood there?
0: Absolutely, <laughs> you've absolutely stitched me up to start with, because I was about to say, okay, we're going to start that again, um, but I like the humour we're starting with. That's, uh, that's my this kind of drive. Really you've clearly been in England for too long, Alex, having the dry sense yeah, of humour. Yeah, got, I've
1: got that British humour, that, that dry, sarcastic humour, which is kind of, I, I, I love it, I'll be honest with you, I love it. Well, that's kind
0: of where I actually uh, wanted to start because you put a post out I think on Instagram recently and it was like uh how it started versus where it's going. Yeah. Um and I don't know whether you know this but when you first moved to this country you lived in a place in Northampton and which obviously you knew that uh funny enough you were there but that is my birthplace. I was born in Northampton. Oh really? Yeah.
1: So it's, it's a great place. Don't get me wrong. I still visit quite often, you know. My my two uh two of my kids live there, you know, so I'm there quite often. I still got friends there. Um and do you know what I mean? I say hello when I've got time and stuff, but it's also nice to see where, where it all started, you know. It's it's a bit of a reminder. Um obviously that's not where it all started, but my journey in the UK, that's where it began, you know. And it's it's nice to kind of have a look at that and just be like, fuck, I'm not here anymore, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean a lot of people try and get get out of Northampton um but the uh the other thing as well I think we'd, we'd spoke about is uh previously uh on on Instagram with your message and I don't know if you remember this but and then there was a short period where you lived I believe in a village where I grew up Stoke Goldington
1: Stoke Goldington Jesus yeah. right I still got a house there
0: <laughs> yeah there you go yeah
1: you so follow I, me around or what's what's the Yeah, problem? I know
0: it's it's a bit creepy, isn't it? I've been sort on Instagram.
1: Funny enough, I'm outside your window now like. <laughs>
0: um so yeah, so yeah, it's funny how like, you know, uh of, of that sort of history there but uh paths have never crossed. Uh but that's one of many reasons why I was keen to get you on on the podcast. So, um what I want to start with is can you remember your first ever listing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's it's quite a quite a, quite a, quite a success story that was. Right,
0: okay. I didn't know you were going to say that. So tell me about that success story. That's
1: gold. So, to, but that's what. Obviously, you're going to say. my first listing started pretty much. It was it was a cold start, you know, and yeah. um, just like everyone else, you, you had to look for ways to to get business, as you can imagine. And, and it was in Emberton, funny enough. If you live in you yeah, yeah. yeah. know where Emberton is, and it was a beautiful farmhouse on the on the corner uh, in Emberton. If you know Emberton, you know which one it is. It's got a big, great wall that goes probably like a thousand meters down, you know, like a kilometer down the road. And, um, I knocked on the door, no one answered. I left one of my leaflets, you know, I used, I used to do leaflets at the time. I was just doing the same thing as everyone else would do. And, um, I got an email back. Actually, no, I didn't get an email back. Sorry. I didn't get an email back. I'm lying. Um, I went back, I was driving past, I was in only at the time. And I was like, let me go and knock that door again. I was like, just spontaneously, you know? And I knocked the door and this lovely lady came out. Um, and we started having a chat. And we we're just having a good laugh, you know? And then I was like, so what like, why are you selling? And she, and she, I remember her saying, just get me the hell out of here. Jenny, like, get me the hell out of here, I've had enough. And clearly she, she was so frustrated with I don't know this look like they refurb the property and they had so much stress uh doing this you know and apparently the wall that goes down a kilometer they didn't know that was their their property and someone crashed into the wall and took the whole wall down and it cost them around 500 grand to rebuild that wall sorry, 250 grand i'm getting my numbers mixed up um so you can imagine the stress this this woman had and i picked up on that one line gave me the hell out of it and she's gave me a contact details i went back home and i sent an email and i was like look let, let's get you the hell out of there you know that was the subject of, of the of the email and the conversation started and we, we went we put the property to market and yeah a week later he went you know after he was on the market with with a local boutique agent you know in in, in the countryside uh you know they're a bit not that that how can i say not that they're bad agents but they're not that proactive you know they're a bit more like relaxed and chilled they believe that everything should take three to six months to sell which is a <laughs> fucking uh joke in my, in, my, in my honest opinion you know uh but yeah that's that's kind of how we started and i suppose that's the process that, that just got me to love this and that's the process that made me understand you know what it works but yeah. it also made me understand that whilst it was very frustrating trying to get that first listing. It also made me understand that the frustration was on only because of my, the lack of my own effort. And what I understood is that in order to, to find opportunity, you need to put yourself in the right place at the right time, especially when you're not in demand, you know, thankfully, yeah. I'm now in fucking demand and the opportunities come to me, but to get to this point, you need to, you need to find the opportunity.
0: That's really interesting that you what you said there. like you said at the start, you're you self-aware and accountable enough to go, I know I'm not in demand. No one knows who I am. So I'm gonna make sure they know who I am. Therefore, you're now in demand and have been for a while to so become an attraction agent. But the other thing that I found fascinating what you said, one, you knocked on the door in the first place. A lot of agents don't believe in that. Um and then secondly, you, you went back and you knocked again. Because most agents would, if I did knock the door, would knock, no
1: answer. I'll tell you the best part of the story, sorry. So um, funny enough, we, I was in the meeting with my uh, my old uh, my old colleague um, and, and partner at the time, and um, the name we won't mention. But uh, moving aside then, we gave him such a good pitch that her partner that lady's partner, I think they were divorced. I'm not getting too much into that story. He actually joined the brokerage after he seen what we can do. You know, so that's, that's how much that, that one hour in that property inspired someone to, to get into real estate, you know, hmm. never mind that a week later, the property got sold and the process worked and funny enough, he was in sales and he was like, Fuck, you know, like, this is what I want to be doing. And he actually became very good. He, I can't remember. He works with quite a big brokerage in London now, for example.
0: Yeah, I think I know who you're referring to, and yeah. and, and and something you'd said earlier as well. But it being on the market with another estate agent, what I think from what I've seen online, and correct me if I'm wrong, you seem to have had a very good track record of selling properties that other more traditional agents and in inverted commas, have unsuccessfully sold. What what is it? you're going in and um, pitching to those homeowners and and then what is it you're doing differently to to get these results
1: well i mean i'm not going to put all my cards on the table of course yeah and this is something i've come up with recently i'm not a bitch ass agent (laughs) right what i mean by a bitch ass agent i don't take orders you know and the reason for that is because when i meet up with a client i'm it's very clear that we're meeting there for mutual our mutual respect you know yeah And um, it's very clear that I'm more than capable, meaning that if I don't agree with something in a conversation with a client, I'll tell them I don't agree with that. And this is why I don't agree with it. You know, I don't work with anyone. And I, I believe this comes from from my previous past by being in jobs that I couldn't stand by having managers or People that are probably higher up than you in a job, telling me what to do, you know. And you always came back to me like, "If you don't inspire me, why the hell am I going to listen and try and learn from me?" Um, So when when I go into a meeting, meeting, of course you're respectful. You're it's a mutual respect. Remember that. But what my clients understand is that they know that I'm more than capable, and they can trust me and allow me to control the process. Okay, in most cases clients don't allow agents to do this because they don't have enough faith in them and the reason for that is because they have faith in the flagship they approach okay like the big agencies out there but unfortunately these flagships do not allow the client to customize their own experience and they allocate an agent that is not capable so we know the flagship is capable but we know the agent is incapable and then the client has to take control of the process because they've got the most priced asset and it's been entrusted to a bitch ass agent that takes orders you know from the client and from the manager office manager and that's why i believe maybe not this year maybe not next year but in the next five years you're going to see a massive shift in this industry where agents like myself self-employed models that are allowed to build personal brands and are in a position to build relationships with clients will be a lot more successful
0: that's really interesting what you're saying i'm completely with you on the, the self-employed side it's clearly growing and and personal brand uh being a big thing. Obviously that's something you, you've done incredibly well. Re- remind me, exactly when was it you started in in
1: property? It was two what is it two years ago? Genuinely uh, about f- same time three years ago. Okay, so so it. August August two thousand and is it twenty one?
0: Or 20. 20. So I'm,
1: I'm reaching I'm reaching my third year. Okay. So yeah, it's not
0: even three years. So, so how how has your approach changed in that time? Because when you joined, obviously, like you said, no demand for you because people didn't know who you were. But you then put yourself on the map. Some people would say, again, inverted commas, houses are selling themselves. Base rate was a record low. Loads of buyers out there. Bloody blah blah. blah. Now, obviously, affordability stretched and it's tougher. So how, how would you say your approach has changed or, or hasn't it?
1: I think, look, I think any person that says houses sell themselves are, are, are welcome, you know, to come. <laughs> we see hundreds of agents giving this industry a shot. We see hundreds, thousands of agents giving, giving this industry a shot. And we also see... of the same agents not fucking making it for three to six months because they don't make a fucking penny. So if houses were selling themselves, why the fuck isn't everyone doing this job? Excuse me, excuse my No, fair comment, fair comment. It's it's a bit like, come on, mate, just just give it a rest, you know, like, they don't sell themselves. Uh, There's one thing that I'm adamant on is there's a lot of people out there that are work me. Okay, but not in a positive way because there's one thing that I have that no one else will have, and that's mindset. My mindset in this industry is unbreakable. I'm growing at a very fast rate. and being mentioned alongside names that have 10 years of me in experience and age. Okay, they're much <laughs> fucking older than me. Put it that way. um And I'm better looking. <laughs> but look, <laughs> you, you can cut that, I'll keep it in, but I'll, I'll stand by that, you know? So, what that means is that my mindset is unbeatable in this industry. Okay, But then again, when I say that I feel like I'm not doing a lot of work, everyone around me will tell you different. They're like, you actually don't stop. You don't understand that you're up from 6, 7 a.m. I wake up when I want. But to me, saying that I wake up at 7 a.m., that means that I'm saying that I wake up when I want. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. The first thing I do, I have my coffee. Boom. I'm straight into, straight into work, my email straight, whatever. Then it just carries on. I'll be watching a movie. I'll be sitting on the sofa. I'm working. I'm emailing, I'm replying. Do you get what I mean? So I don't see that part of it because I'm genuinely enjoying what I'm doing. But this is Monday to Sunday and then Sunday to Monday and so forth. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of busy fools here that think they're working people. So don't be, don't be, don't be fooled. Outworking someone doesn't mean that you, you're doing more steps. You know how much more results are you getting? So going back to that, I think my main skill in this is is an unbeatable mindset. You know, if someone wakes up at six and I wake up at eight, I'll still get a better result because I already know that. I know that by myself. You know, I'm not competing with other agents. Whilst everyone's looking at what the other agents are doing, I'm looking at the next fucking client. I'm looking at what's happening in the market. Is it worth for me to work in Bedfordshire this week or is something better happening in Warwickshire next month? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, Should yeah. I start planning to work in there? And I think this is what's very important as well because I'm not allocated a fucking area to work in. You yeah. know, you work for a high street agent, you're working in the little village you, you're based in, you know. So you'll be lucky to make two grand in commission that year. Where I, I'm like fuck it. England's looking a bit slow this month. Let me fuck off to my bayer for a bit. Huh. You know? So I'm bringing 60 million pound worth of stock in my bayer from from this month onwards. And where, where's where's that where's where's that come from?
0: How 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 can a guy who's been in the industry less than 3 years all of a sudden say I'm bringing on 60 million pounds worth of property to the market in my bayer
1: Networking. I've realized that the best most important part of the business and this is after um i've been around millionaires for a very long time and i'm, I'm listening to them you know because i think this is the best part about real estate that most people don't understand whilst most people focusing on the commission um the most exciting part of me is to meet the person that owns a five million pound property yeah, yeah the next most important part to me is getting that fucking contract signed because that just shows that this huge entrepreneur business mobile whatever he is has now put his faith in me alex moisey and trusted me with the most priced assets so that to me is a fucking victory yeah then, forget the exchange forget the completion is the game the seller agree but then it's all the information you get from these people you know i'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hanging around with directors managing directors at honda you know these are guys that made <laughs> hundreds of millions not a million or two you know they're they getting advice and the, all, their advice is always prioritize networking if you're in sales if you don't prioritize networking or on a monthly basis, or if you can do it on a weekly basis, even better, you, you, you're you setting yourself up to fail, you know? Do not put yourself in a position, and I see a lot of brokerages doing this, where they're going against everyone,
0: mm.
1: you know? I, I, I went to Spain, all the agents work together.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> a brokerage with the model of going against the state agents is a, uh, it's, you're going backwards on yourself, you know, because in every in the UK, everyone's kind of accustomed to the way of like competing against each other, yeah. you know. In other countries, these people work together, and if you have the same attitude in in another place, you, you you're gonna drown very quickly, you know. And even here, like I've started cooperating with so many agents, so many agents, and um, it, it's a beautiful thing because we get a lot more business done, but. I think going back to to your initial question is, uh, I like to go off sometimes off subject, so you need to to stop me. Uh, But but going off to to your initial subject is, prioritize networking, fuck investing in a current in your office to make coffee, and instead invest in 2023, 2024, and so forth, invest in digital platforms, okay? Instead of getting someone in your office to make coffee, get someone to work on your YouTube, get someone to work on your Instagram, get someone to create short form content for you. You know, that's where your reinvestment in your business should go. And that's what I've been taught. And I think this is why my my business, my personal brand is growing at an alarming rate, you know, and what you see that everyone else has done in the last 10, 20, 50 years or whatever, you see what I can do in five years because I'm growing on a global, uh racial rather than a, a local area or a national area so on
0: there's like so much to unpack there but one thing i i want to particularly ask you're clearly don't you're clearly not lacking self confidence is
1: is that something you've always had or do you have doubts at all i was funny enough someone commented this on my, on my social media the other day but i've had this intuition and if if I could get my mum on a podcast, she'll tell you. I was a young child and as a young child always, I had this thing with animals. I will bring home any hurt animal. One day I brought home a fucking crow and my mum was like, this is it. This is the, like, you need to stop this shit. So I was bringing, if I found an animal that was hurt, I'll bring it home. And every time I, like, every time I had these conversations with my mum, like I was very, not emotional, but I was very passionate about certain things, you know, especially things that need help. And, i always said to my mom as a young child i was like i'm destined for greatness this is this is a a conversation that i had in my head before anyone told me what that meant i just knew there's a fire in me i'm destined for greatness and i think by remaining curious in my life and trying so many different things good things bad things you know like i've been bad i've been good i've been that bad boy whatever i've tried both sides of life i've balanced it out and different jobs different businesses and i think i finally and I was, i've always been great at it don't get me wrong great at everything i've done but not the best at it. and i think i finally found the place where i can be the best at yeah because i love it so much you know so it's not it's, it's past confidence now it's it's a knowing it's an internal knowing and i can't explain how that feels because it's you have to get that by yourself you know
0: well, it's interesting what you said about curiosity and um just on on something as well I think I I saw it in an interview you did before and correct me if I'm wrong but your background is uh half Romanian half Sicilian is that correct yeah and you came to this country as a teenager not speaking
1: a single word of English is that right I was in in Thomas Becker Catholic school If, if any of the listeners remember me I was that guy that wouldn't say a fucking word because I couldn't understand what anyone was saying and I think the same as as the job that I'm doing now it is the same concept you know it's the same fundamental principle yeah i love the english i was like fucking love this language but i was like i need to learn it i need to learn how to speak it better than these guys you know <laughs> and um cut a long story short it wasn't just learning english I, I wanted to learn the accents you know a lot of my friends at the time funny enough they were jamaican because i was foreign i was i was a minority yeah so yeah a lot of my friends they were jamaican they were from birmingham i had their friends from south africa you know and the accents that were picking up, they were from Birmingham or they were like Jamaica. So I was like, do you know I, mean? I was in a completely different, different, but out to me, my intuition was like, I need to learn this language better than the person next to me or better than an English person. I need to understand the accent as well. You know, I couldn't understand how there's these people that come to the UK that lived there for so long, but yet they probably speak a bob of English. They didn't, they didn't even try and understand them why and how, you know, and I knew, I don't know why, but I knew how to learn. English very very well, you know. And look, I think everything happens for a reason because here we are doing fucking podcasting in in English, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting. Again, your mindset of you wanted to learn English better than the, the person next to you. Like, is that I? will probably get this saying wrong. But it's a saying like, um, "Don't practice till you get it right. Practice till you can't get it wrong."
1: Yeah. So it's I, like I,
0: taking it I, that next level.
1: I absolutely agree. Very good saying, actually. I'm going to write that down. Oh, you're welcome you can have that one for free mate
0: hey. so um moving on to crests um first of all where
1: where did that name come from talk to me about that Do you know what it's, it's a very good story you've got a very good story So, my partner zara um who's now pregnant with uh my fourth child congratulations thank you june in september a little boy his name's going to be sebastian we've planned it all out um we both come from broken families right my parents are split up her parents are split up and it was christmas last year and it was very chaotic we had to cook dinner like one parents here have to go here do that and i was like this is fucking insane it's, it's chaotic like christmas everyone has to come together despite the differences you know mm-hmm. you just have to come together and we obviously things happen whatever happened i, I left my previous brokerage and we sat there and was like, well, I don't, we knew that we were going to start a new break, maybe even before I've left that, that break, that my previous break, you know, we knew that we wanted to start something different. We know there's things that can be done massively different. You know, there's things that are being missed out. People are focusing on the wrong things. There's no vision behind the model. And um, obviously with, with our families and stuff, well, what me and her said is like, this cycle of, of families being, torn apart and people leave and left one center needs to end with us you know if someone has to put a lid on that jar now and and just tie that cycle in meaning that me and her are gonna like whatever happens moving forward in our life we're gonna work through it we're gonna communicate and we're gonna ensure that this family doesn't split up again you know so we need to tie it in and i suppose we've applied the same concept to Crest, and the reason i didn't pick moisey fucking estates or <laughs> hilton because her name is zara hilton you know good name to have as a oh, great name hilton <laughs> estates jesus christ do you know what i mean and we were like we can't do that because i'm not in this for myself you know i don't have that ego behind me for for someone to talk my name as a matter of fact i find that so cringe if someone said oh i work for moisey estates i'll vomit you know i, I wouldn't want that And the next thing that came was like, well, let's find a name that means something, not just to us, but people that would work with us. And I think Crest came because what Crest is for families? Power, it's unity, it's loyalty, you know, it's trust. It's it's being able to hold a group of people. And I think deep down, um, subconsciously, this is what me and Zara have been missing, you know, and working with the companies we work through as well. And you know when you work working in offices like we're a family, you're not a fucking family. you know nothing close to a family, you know? You're a pawn. And this is what we wanted to create. And I think this is why, and believe me when I say, we haven't done any active recruitment in the company, you know? None. And people always approach us, oh, I want to work. And we've had, we spoke to people and we said they're good people, you know, that have exchanged on a lot of money. We're like, you know what? You, you don't match our brand. So we're taking our time. Initially, we were like, oh, if we if we find 10 people by the end of the year, that will be great. Now we're like, if we find one by the end of the year, I'm happy, you know? And I think this is why Crest, you know, so that's the backup story. But initially Crest for us was about creating a roof for the best agents, not just in the country, but the world to come together as one and deliver a standard of service across the board uh, under their own personal brands, you know, but represents something bigger than them.
0: Love that. Um, so you said earlier that the first ever listing you got came from door knocking. Yeah. Fast forward now. what? Where's your last
1: listing come from? The last one you signed up? Recommendation. Uh, so I'll say 90% of my listings now come from social media and 10% come from recommendations. Fascinating. And I'll get to pick and choose what I work with. There's nothing worse than spending... <laughs> three to six months of this grueling process especially convincing process in the uk with someone you don't fucking like can you imagine that (laughs) yeah fair
0: comment and you you said earlier about uh, and i found it fascinating that you're like you're you're selling these properties but not only are you taking a paycheck at the at the end of that throughout that process you've been learning from the the multi-millionaires that, that you've been dealing with and i i just found that in an incredible mindset so with that what is there something like what's what's the best piece of advice you think you've had from one of those people you've been hanging around with or the first piece of advice that comes to mind when i ask that question
1: okay so number one is i'd say it's prioritized networking okay that's that's definitely the number one piece of advice that i'd keep moving forward um Another one, to be honest, I'll write them down. I'll read them out for you now. And some... Whilst you're looking
0: for that, it's interesting that you've now said prioritise networking twice. So clearly, that is a
1: big, big thing. Be because this is what we prioritize now and now we we are getting exclusive properties that no one gets access to you know no one and we're talking 20 30 million pound properties meaning that we're now being matched with buyers that can buy at that level so our level has increased massively through networking you know just massively just being on a networking event just introducing yourself you know just just putting your name out there giving you a piece of the story you know i have a story my actually my next piece of advice is storytelling I'd advise anyone in any business that you do, when you introduce yourself, especially our networking event, have a story, have your life story in a 30 seconds or one minute. Do you know why? Because humans, it doesn't matter what country you're from, what color you are, we are all connected. Okay? The only thing that doesn't connect us anymore is the dividence that's happening through politics, religion, whatever, yeah. which I don't want to get into. Yeah, yeah. But in real life, we are still connected. And guess what connects us? A story. Yeah. Right? So, if you share your lovely life story with the person you introduce yourself to, hi, my name is Alex. I would love you to meet you. I've wanted to meet you for a very long time. Just want to take this opportunity to introduce myself. So, I'm Alex. Do you know what happens in that in that thirty seconds to one minute? The person you're speaking to, they want to find a common ground with you. They want to find something in yeah. common with you. Imagine you're on a date with a with a with a girl, you know, or with a guy, whatever you're into, and. You both tell your stories, you both gagging and begging to find something you got in common with them. So you will find something in common with them. If you speak and you story tell, you, you, you explain your story, you know, and not explain your story, tell your story, you know, put it in perspective. I say, hi, I was born here. I'm this old. So I don't even say I'm this old. I'm like, um, Hi, my name is Alex, this is what I do at the moment, you know, I'm one of the best agents in the UK, I'll aim to be the best in the world very soon, I don't want to blow my trumpet too much, um, before this I was a chef, I was born in Sicily, blah, 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 and... Um, I got into real estate four years ago i owned the restaurant I was a fantastic chef you know and what happens within that one minute people start talking it's like oh i had an uncle that went to fucking holiday in sicily yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 do you know I, him i had a private chef one do you get what i mean people yeah. try and find something in common with you because they now want to be part of your network and remember what he starts with i'm the best agent in the uk yeah I've said this in the first video I've ever posted on Instagram. If you go on my Instagram, scroll down to the bottom. I say I'm the best agent in the UK. I have no fucking scooby in this industry, yeah. but that's what I want it to be. And I say every single day to the moment that my brain, I you think I'm probably being cocky. Some people think I'm cocky. I don't think I'm better than anyone. i just think I'm the best agent. Do you get what I mean? So that's the way yeah. I look at it. And while some people are there frustrated and the reality frustration only comes from your own lack of effort. That's what frustration is. So don't be frustrated on me because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Be frustrated because you're not doing what you need to do. So uh, with what you're saying, I'm
0: i not actually just going to find something uh, that I saw yesterday on, no, my girlfriend sent it to me actually on Instagram. Um And it, it, it hit a chord with me because we are coming up to, that. we're recording this at the end of June for everyone listening. So end of the first six months of the year. And the post on Instagram said in six months, you will either have six months of excuses or six months of progress. The choice is yours.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I say I coach, I coach, I coach a lot of people. I coach like two to three people. You know, I I get tens of requests every single day. And the last guy, and I think this is where, I've explained it to him because he was like, oh, I'm a bit frustrated. I've tried to door knock. I've tried to do this. And I'm like, okay, so how many doors have you doorknock? There's like 20. And I was like, I'm "Over what period of time? And it was like a month and a half. I'm like, look, I'm like, you're frustrated. Who are you frustrated at me? Are you frustrated at the process or are you frustrated with yourself? Because if you're frustrated at me or the process, you're wrong. The reason you're frustrated is because your lack of effort. That's what it always is. You know, that's what all is it always is. So I was like, what I need you to do if you really want to do something about it, do a hundred doors in a week. You can do it if you really want to do it. I was like, no one fucking knows who you are, no one. I was like, as bad as that sounds, in this industry, no one knows who you fucking are. So you want an opportunity, you need to put yourself in the right place at the right time. And the only way to do that, my friend, is by fucking looking for it. So go door knocking, go to networking events, go to a fucking art show, I don't know. Think outside the box, you know. Do whatever you need to do, but I'm giving you a process that works. I've seen people that can barely speak English, that run this process just through effort, and they get a result out of it. So I was like, what is stopping you other than yourself? Yeah. In in
0: terms of like what you were saying with networking, again, I um I like my golf uh and I was playing golf the other week, and li- literally, I kid you not, within two minutes of playing with someone. I found out that he lived around the corner and his house was on the market
1: for sale. I mean, send me the details and let's, let's start a conversation, <laughs> you know, but this is another one, golf, you know? Fucking hell, like, everyone that plays golf, more than likely going to own a house, you know? Rarely, so that's the reality. You need to put yourself in environments, um, depending on your business, you need to put yourself in, yourself in environments that people would have what you're looking for, you know? It's not just that, some people are looking to buy your conversation away every single time from getting making something happen always but you're not going to get that if you don't have the conversation i speak to fucking people everywhere i go. i speak about real estate because guess what real estate is probably the only subject in the world that everyone thinks they know something about <laughs> yeah, yeah you can chat to anyone everyone's like, oh yeah real estate i love real estate oh my uncle's got a house you know even if if they're like 80 years old like, oh, i love real estate Do you know what i mean younger people want real estate real estate is the safest and most profitable investment since fucking dawn of days yeah you know secure sorry not profitable you know there's more profitable investments out there but safe and secure you know and everyone wants a piece of it everyone i think it's what what is it like 134 trillion or something globally the real estate is worth yeah you know i mean come on man get a piece of that and you're good
0: (laughs) And we're and and I think what there's a couple of things in this country like definitely English people are obsessed with, and that's talking about the weather and the property market, right?
1: It's it's, it's they go they go hand in hand, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right, coming towards
0: uh, the end of the podcast, and I couldn't help but notice there's quite a few books on the shelf behind you. Oh, yes. Um, is there a particular book you'd recommend to people to read? Like, on- well, I'm not going to
1: tell you the one up there unless you know it, okay? But that's that's a secret one. There is another one there. Uh, it's a very little book do you know what okay. let me get it out actually you won't be able to see it but this this book here they, it gets recommended from one person to another okay so it doesn't really go around too much you know but I'm gonna say it it's called it works it's a, it's very little as you can see all right and I've always believed I'm, I'm a strong believer that the majority of people have a low IQ okay the reason a lot of people are not getting the content out correctly um, on social media and everything like that is because they try too hard they're trying to explain um a message in a difficult way that most people unfortunately don't understand and this is not everyone's fault you know not everyone's blessed with being intelligent or beautiful or good looking so what i always believed in is, is that everything has to be simplified you know mm-hmm. you know how children love their food they're just like a chicken nugget with with fucking chips no salt no pepper no seasoning you know some people are like that and you need i'm to- still like that now <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my seasoning you know i love flavors but what i'm trying to say is that with that in mind especially a book i always thought about a book has to be Very simplified, you know, not a thousand pages. You need to get your message across very easily, especially when it comes to something like manifesting. A lot of people think of manifesting, like, fuck, you know, I need to do so much work. But if you, I believe everything can be simplified and be done better. That's my mindset, okay? So in a manifestation, which I'm a strong believer of, I believe that even that can be simplified because it's only your mind that, that simplifies something or complicated. So use your mind to simplify a process and apply it okay and this book here is called it works it's a very small book it has like i don't even know how many pages it has but not not, not many it can be read in like 30 minutes i'll recommend you read it over and over again it's called the famous little red book and uh, so it's called it works the famous little red book that makes your dreams come true and uh it fucking works no but never, it never come across you, you, you won't you know, you, you won't. This this is a book that kind of gets recommended from person to person, but I strongly believe that everyone should take a leaf out of this book. Uh it, it helps you understand how to make things work in your favour. Very easy to read, very quick to read. I recommend you read it like once a week until you fucking register
0: what oh. you need to do. Well, nice. No, well, so I'll I'll definitely be uh be buying that. Um. Right. So, um, I listen to quite a few podcasts myself, Alex. Um, I think I said to you before we hit record. I've, I've released about sixty five of these now, and uh, I've recorded about seventy. So I'm on my way to get to uh to a hundred. And uh, yeah, listen to other podcasts. And there's one called Diver CEO with Stephen Bartlett. Don't know if you've ever listened to it, no, or not. Okay. No. So basically, he has this thing uh on his podcast where he gets guests to write a question for the next guest that appears okay. and he doesn't know what that question is going to be. And he's basically released these questions and they're called diary CEO conversation Cards. So I'm about to ask you a question. I have no idea what it's going to be. Oh, because, right. Right? It so let's have a look. So <laughs> uh, this is interesting. This uh, can be very relevant for you. So do you remember a moment when you realized that you loved your job and when was the last time you hated your job?
1: brilliant question Um, the moment i realized i love my job is when i booked my first market appraisal okay When, when someone accepted me outside of their door to have a meeting with me i was like i was so grateful because it takes so much to have a conversation with someone outside the door of a 1 million, 1.2 million pound property. Okay. And it's, I'm not saying it's a 30 million, but for me, that meant a lot because yep. I'm, you know, like me, you know, I was a chef, like, and I suppose, look, I, I don't know, like that's, that's the way I look at it. And that's when I learned, I love this, you know, believe me it took me three to four months to get that meeting. That's how, that how long it took, Alex? That's how long it took me to get me. I wasn't great at fucking door knocking. <laughs> I've got a book, I promise you now, this book is always in my office. It looks like you has been through hell because it has. And these are all my pitches that I've wrote here that I was door knocking until I understood that I don't need a pitch to speak to a client, that it was just simply based on human connection and just building a relationship. And that's how long it took me to, to understand that. And I guess this is why I'm where I am now, because I didn't give up. I was like, there's no fucking way I wanna do this. It's the only sales job I didn't do. Uh, The last time I hated my job is when I've realized that I wasn't working for myself and I was actually working Hmm. under someone. And it was a complete smokescreen. I thought I was self-employed, I thought I was a boss. (laughs) My own boss, I wasn't. It was a mirage. And I think that's when I had to make obviously another decision and now I'm exactly where I need to be.
0: Yeah. Well, so from this conversation again, kind of what I've seen from you, you you're never standing still, right? You're always like moving forward.
1: There's so much to do, so much to do. And I want a fucking private jet. I'm not even kidding you. Remember this conversation, put the date on this podcast and... I will tag you when that happens because it will happen because it's one thing I'm not going to do again is fly with fucking Ryanair. <laughs> i tell you that for nothing. That, if that doesn't make you want to buy a private jet, I don't know what will. Do you,
0: do you know, there's... Uh, I'm going to... Right, I'm going to share something uh, quickly. Let me just find it. Um, right. Uh, so um i'm led to believe this is a true story you might have heard it before um but I, I came across it the other day so uh once upon a time a bunch of people were standing in an airport in the caribbean they're upset that a flight had been cancelled and they're all stuck for hours one guy walked over to a charter desk and asked how much to charter a private plane they told him this guy borrowed a blackboard from someone in the airport and made a sign that said 39 flight to puerto puerto rico He sold out all the seats on the plane and got his own flight to Puerto Rico for free. His name was Sir Richard Branson. When he got home, he approached Boeing to buy a second-hand 747, and that's how Virgin Air got started.
1: Really, I did not know that story. I
0: I, I saw it the other day. I've not, like, gone online to verify that's exactly what happened, but
1: pretty powerful. (laughs) It is. It gave me goosebumps. You know, it just shows that all it takes is for someone to just think outside the box for a minute, you know, and I think that's exactly what happened to us. I didn't sell flights on the plane, unfortunately, but <laughs> I started a four hour queue with my pregnant partner and I was like, I was moaning at the staff and I was moaning at the, the, the system. Then I was like, it's not their fucking fault. It's mine. Again, it's my fault. You know, I'm not rich enough to fucking get a better flight. That's the reality. I was like, I could have done more. That is, that's what it is. So I was like, we need to get, we need to get richer. I was like, the only way to avoid this, is either you fly business class or get your own fucking private jet. And that's that. So enough complaining, let's sit in this fucking queue, get over and done with. That was, that was that. And I stopped complaining because it was not them, it was me. <laughs> again.
0: I, I think again, something kind of I've read recently is it might not be your fault, but it's your responsibility,
1: how you respond to it. And I think that's what you've described Everything there. happens to you is because of you. The only thing you can't control is 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 death everything else that happens to you is because of if if someone hurts you you've decided to be there you've decided on that partner you've decided that there was more than likely there was signs before that and so forth and you've decided to ignore them you know everything that happens to you is because of you i'm I'm adamant that. everything
0: very powerful stuff um right final question um of a podcast what's what's without revealing too much what's next for you and and crest what's what's on the, the radar
1: well i'm looking to to find my <laughs> my next super agent you know we're still looking and we're not in a rush i believe the right person will come at the right time um we've obviously expanded into um into spain now with with partners that we have there you know so we've got a big network now and um that's happening there's a few new locations coming up. So we are going international and we're growing very fast. And I think the main reason for that is because we found genuine trustworthy partners that don't have to be part of Crest. You know, um, that's number one. The coaching is is growing. Um there's a TV show coming out soon, which not many people know about. Um I'm not gonna say too much about it, but I think I think I think people are gonna catch on to this very quickly. It's very, very good, very good concept. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot going on. How do you you fit it in? Do you know what? Like, I'll just get on with it. Just get
0: on with it. I'll
1: tell you what, I'm lying. Having a partner, whether it's a business partner, whether it's your partner, is very important. Having the right partner is very important. Learning how to work with your partner is probably going to be the most important thing you'll learn in life. And because your life becomes half the job. Working together, it becomes one job but for each it becomes half the job so you can fit more than you can imagine in. if you can find another person you know whether you want to live in a three-way relationship whatever entirely up to you but if you can find another person imagine that your life will be a quarter <laughs> so forth um yeah
0: cool right i'm going to sneak in one cheeky last question um is this where it could all go terribly wrong alex or we could end on a, an amazing high so uh, I've got some posters uh, on my wall over my shoulder. You won't be able to read them, but I'm a big fan of quotes. So um, there's things on there which I think one one is very, very uh, uh, simplistic, but right up your street, be curious, because you are very curious. Uh, there's practice kindness, um, fail forward, fail often, fail early. So is there kind of a, a, a quote or a mantra you live by?
1: I've started writing my own quotes. Um, cool enough that that mean things to me and it looks like they kind of stuck but the one mantra that i've got is that if you're not brave enough to say you're the best you never will be okay this this no one does achieve greatness by being scared to say they're amazing no one and yeah, that's that's my mantra. And I've wrote that myself. It was done this year in March, 2023. That's my fucking quote. Anyone steals that, we're going to have words. <laughs> Alex Moyes. I made sure no one was quoted that, so trust me, <laughs> that is mine. My own words.
0: Uh, very powerful. Well, look, I think that's a great way to, to end the podcast. Um, I want to just say, again, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. I'm coming away from this conversation with, with lots of energy, and I'm sure the the agents listening to it will as well. So, Alex, yeah, thank you very much for your time.
1: Right, Andrew, um, pleasure again, I'm just, Simon. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so I'm do it again. But no, look, Simon, absolute pleasure, man. Really great chat. I look forward to to hearing the whole thing. I do like listening to myself, but it does make me fun sometimes, you know. So, <laughs> is this? Uh, there's nothing worse than listening to yourself or watching yourself. Trust me on this. One. Like yeah. it's, I say that, but I do enjoy it at the same time. But look, Simon, uh, absolute pleasure, my man. Thank you very much. Um, let me know when it's out, and we can take it from there. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Alex.